<laughs> oh, we're recording. Welcome to the podcast. This is our first attempt for Beb podcast. <laughs> Beb podcast. Meaning Ben, ben Emma, Emma, Brock. And uh, Brock and Emma are a couple for five years, six months, and one day. We are? Hey, yeah. And I'm a single then, Pringle. <laughs> who ready is, to mingle, though. He's is ready. related to the E in the bed. Emma, younger, younger sibling. I'm 24. Ben is 17. Yeah, I'm old. And we're just not going to talk about Brock. Going to divulge my secrets early. I'll let you in and out it later because your boy's going to be wowed. They can't. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> So yes, this is the Bob, the, the Beb, I said Bob, <laughs> this is the Beb podcast. Uh, today we'll be talking about um, a wide number of things, but it, it should be interesting. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy. Can you hear my clapping? There you go. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go ahead and get it started because two of these people this year have talked about quite a bit wanting to get to this point and being able to introduce our thoughts and the creation of our said podcast uh, to the to the world in a lot of ways. Uh, we have completely different focuses and one for Ben, he's able to kind of more focus more on the age groups that are that are in like the teens. And because that's something that he's going through right now. And then for me, I was wanting to kind of have more of the focus of the people around my age and just thinking that we needed more of a positive influence and ways to be able to you know, be boss at life and just being able to find that encouragement. But then my husband and I, Brock, are we're wanting to see if there's a way that we can create some sort of couples podcast because we have some really amazing conversations together. And I feel like some of them need to be documented and shared with anybody who's interested. I would totally listen to that. That'd be a great podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited for yours too. I think that we have a lot to to give and we have a lot of crazy fun and also, you know, food for your thoughts kind of ideas. And so I am excited to see what this evolves into. Me as well. Yeah. So Ben, your what's the name of your podcast that you're wanting to start with? Our other sibling, Annie. Uh, cool whip with <laughs> with an H. <laughs> cool whip. Um, it's um, it, it isn't quite developed yet, but um, I'm hoping to make it to where it's, it could be me and my sister and other guests. Um, we could just kind of talk about things and our our kind of just daily um, have, like daily struggles and also like our daily things that we do and and the things that we're excited about. Um, and just talking about it and having a conversation. Um, so I think it will be pretty interesting to those in our age group. So Cool. But yeah, I have a lot to plan. It's kind of weird. There's just not much, like, you feel like, oh, this would be super easy just to start a podcast. Like, we're all just plopped down in, in Ben's bedroom right now, just finally making this happen. But you feel like so many steps need to to happen once you finally decide to go forward where it's kind of intimidating and then you just start pushing it off more and you think that you just don't have good enough material nobody's going to want to listen to this like all these types of doubts but in the end i think it's totally worth it yeah yeah i mean if it doesn't you know if nobody else listens to your podcast you still benefit because you're able to voice your own opinions and kind of make it more clear to yourself and um, I mean, for me personally, that helps me a lot. Just like talking about my feelings and that helps me to understand it. 
I'm and testing can, the sound quality. I can still hear you popping your knuckles right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. ASMR. If anybody's wondering, that is the sound of feet popping. I'm really grateful for this. This is a really good microphone. <laughs> Thank you very much, Brock, for the amazing <clears throat> ASMR well, segment. <laughs> well, now, now we know that the quality is good enough to pick up that. So, well done. Good job, Yeti. You did good. <laughs> uh, you can all see my sniffing constantly. <sighs> I know. I just had a strip a couple of weeks ago, and my throat still doesn't want to breathe freely without me having the occasional cough. So, apologies in advance. <laughs> Yeah. Warning to headphone users. <laughs> so Emma, what are you what are your current projects as of now? I know you're very busy. You're uh dealing with the move and going back out to Utah. But aside from all that, what are you what are your projects? I, I know you're working on some inventions and getting some things patented. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I can't tell you my invention yet because it's not official. So if I give somebody the idea, they can steal it from me. So okay, well, just gotta. <laughs> I I am working on a provisional license right now for an item that is catered specifically to women. Hopefully, to expand to men over time. I think it's going to be highly beneficial. And honestly, I have no idea why nobody hasn't thought of it already. And I was amazed at uh, just the the responses of people that i have told in confidence and saying hey what do you think of this idea and they're like oh my gosh how have we not lived without this for years and years and the way that we currently do it just seems so old-fashioned and so i'm really excited that once we do have the cool down of us moving and figuring out what we're doing with our lives that i'm going to be able to fully focus into that and hopefully bring it into fruition other than that i have been working on a podcast slash blog over the last year and a half I've kind of been coming up with some ideas and ways that I can contribute to the potential listeners as to how I can benefit their lives um but I also don't want to appear selfish because sometimes I feel like a lot of podcasts or just uh really popular Instagram stars they're all very self-centered and it's talking about them and their achievements and, and they only let us see the finished product. And so I was trying to kind of pull apart those puzzle pieces and wanting to kind of formulate the, the building blocks of a successful individual. So I was thinking, you know, maybe in order to help myself and to encourage myself to become the best version of, of, the person that I want to be, maybe I could learn to be a little bit more vulnerable and how I can share that my day-to-day -day life with somebody and not making that like, oh, woe is me. You're like, hey, this is awesome that I did this. It's more like, hey, everybody has high days and everybody has pretty low lows. And it's okay to, to feel both because both sides are what makes us human. And so... I decided to name the blog, What Day Is It For You? And you just ask yourself that question and how you are feeling and how you're and how you're wanting to get from point A to point B, whatever those destinations are, and how you're going to emotionally handle it, physically handle it, or spiritually experience that journey into making those little baby steps in the person that you want to be. So I have already made some some um, inserts and like 
blog post. So not very long because I am honest and I, whenever I read blogs that are on Pinterest or whatever, I always scroll to the recipe. I always scroll to the end. And so I didn't want people to get bored. So it's just like a basic general journal entry of saying, what day is it for you? And I'll say something about like how work was really stressful or how um, I was able to achieve a new PR in my workout today. Or it'll be something that completely honest and vulnerable, vulnerable saying that, guys, I'm just not feeling it today. And this is the reason why I'm feeling like I have nothing good to share about myself. But you're still trying to channel your emotions and how you can flip that and turn it into momentum into making yourself a better person. Because you never want to stuff those emotions down. You want to be able to fully process them and so that you know how to, to handle them. Because just because you go through them once, it's a guarantee they're going to go through them again. So in a nutshell, I know this is a really long answer. I think that my goal with the hopefully to come to life what day is it for you dot com or net i haven't decided yet is to be able to let my viewers know that it is okay for people to see unfinished you because you are building yourself up every single day and that you are it's okay for us to not feel fully confident it's okay for us to not look picture perfect because as long as we're all attempting to be better and that we are good to each other then i say that we're doing all right and i i just wanted to be able to share that message with people that are maybe kind of needing some external validation in how they're living their life yeah definitely that's awesome I think that'd be great. I um, I like your point on on people seeing like the unfinished and the like the imperfect side of life. Um, I I personally fall into the trap of just showing the best parts and stuff, even though I'm probably having like a sucky day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I still I <clears throat> I think that um, just showing the sides of life that everybody goes through and that what's hard. Um, I think that's that's really important because if, if I see that on Instagram or something and I, I'm scrolling and I see this and I see this long caption about um you know what happened that day and like they're just like and they're just like sharing their experiences um you know mad respect to them like that's that's that takes a lot to to put yourself out there mm-hmm. um but it, it helps me to know that like no matter who you are you're still human and like you still have these like day-to-day struggles so Yeah, whenever Instagram still came about and even Facebook a little bit, so many users turned themselves into a spectacle and they we gave them or made them have the expectation for them to be continuously perfect in all their posts and all of their adventures, you know, and with the couple of pages that you have, you said that on like even your sucky days, you'd only show the good parts. And I think that that's why a lot of popular users now are saying hey i didn't i got tired and exhausted of living two different lives i had to put a smile on my face whenever a camera was put right here i had to make sure that i still posted something positive even if i was laying in bed all day just down and depressed and i think that it's just so unhealthy i mean brock you're on instagram quite often with a lot of followers that you know and respect i mean does it ever get down on you or do you ever think about the kind of life that they may lead that they're not sharing um 
Yeah, and this is something that's happened all the way back from when uh, when MySpace first came around, one of the very first social mm-hmm. media presences out there. Ben, I don't think uh, you're going to watch. I wasn't there for that. <laughs> well, you saw kind of two extremes. You saw those on MySpace, starting with MySpace, mm-hmm. uh, those social media users that just want to present their best side. Sure. So they just want Definitely. everybody to see the Sunday church side of them. Nothing, nothing bad or nothing hard going on in their lives. But then on that side, for the most part, you have those that divulge, and they were, uh, especially in in the uh, early two thousands on MySpace, you had the emo kids. Yes. And those, <laughs> so yeah, I bet you had a lot of people that wanted to just espouse how horrible everything was. So you kind of had these two extremes, and you had a the rest of us kind of caught in the middle. Um, but social media in general, starting with MySpace and going to Facebook being the first two. And now we have Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all of these other ones uh, that are being used. And it's kind of become a publicity tool. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own little PR page to the point where you really don't want to put negative or bad stuff on there because even potential employers are going on and right. they're looking at your social media feeds to see what kind of life does this person lead? Is this somebody that we want to hire? And so that presence being online is, is very palpable. Uh, and I think a lot of people have that even in their subconscious, at least while, while they're online. And a lot of the pages that I follow, I try to follow those that show good and the bad, um, a little bit more realistic, or I just like to follow organizations. Uh, I love national geographic, um, follow NPR, uh, I'll follow war correspondents, um, and then I'll follow athletes. I'll follow, um, like Alex Honnold, uh, you know, the, the free soloist or CrossFitters, um, mm-hmm. Kelly Slater. And I'm starting to see a lot of those people, like you said, they got tired of just presenting their best foot forward. And a lot of people are starting to show things like the before and after Chrissy Teigen is really good at this. Oh, I love Christine for um, that reason. Yeah, well, she's she's very honest. She'll be like, "Hey, I'm wearing this today," or maybe like she would be one of those people. She's wearing spanks to be like, "My spanks don't fit," but she'd be telling you, "I'm wearing spanks." She wouldn't just show you the perfect picture of her in a dress. Right. Uh, Kristen Bell is kind of like that too, <laughs> where they want to be more honest and they want people to see, "Hey, it's not perfect." And there's been a number of models, like you guys have said mm-hmm. on Instagram or other sites, that said we're really we're kind of tired of this. And so they step back, they fall away from it. They're like, it took us like three hours for that one shot to have the exact angle that we wanted to put on the exact filter. That takes up, I mean, three hours. That's one eighth of your day. Yeah. That's a lot of time to dedicate to one picture <laughs> to get the likes. I mean, sometimes it it's what their income is based off of, but it's a lot of stress off of just one picture. So yeah, I'd, <clears throat> I agree with what you were saying. It's kind of nice to see every side of a person now some of it needs to still be private you don't want to showcase your entire life for everybody yeah it's nice to have that privacy and uh we're all human so if someone says something particularly mean in the comments section which never happens but if it did (laughs) we'd all have to learn how to deal with that um yeah it's it's really cool that you guys are both wanting to do something a little bit more honest and also that you're cognizant of that you're thinking we're going to showcase the bad part as well as a good because just making putting out these unrealistic expectations, which for me as a teacher, I see that I, f- I feel with my students a lot. They think everything has to be here all the time. Right. And because they're younger. And if it's not, they're, they're always triggered <laughs> is their thing. But that triggers me. And they just, they always want it to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And if it's not perfect, 
they feel like something's horribly wrong. And that's not just my students. That's a lot of people, whatever the age group is, uh, that we're seeing across the country. I think it's totally human for you to want to put your best foot forward because I think it goes back into survival days, like the best, strongest, most willing person survived, you know? And I think that... ultimate battle royale. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And so, I mean, Ben, you're the one that's still kind of in, in your teenage year bracket. What kind of stresses or strains do you kind of experience and that kind of... I don't know, make you feel intimidated for the future or by your fellow fellow peers or even adults? You know, what is something that you're kind of having to, to get through? Well, I think um, I think a common issue for most teenagers um, my age and younger is that um, I think I think teenagers are expected to, to do everything right and to, you know, like everybody knows like, oh, they're just like figuring themselves out and they're still trying to figure out life, <clears throat> but you know, you got to be perfect, <laughs> right? Um, which is impossible. And um, I think sometimes parents or adults in general start to um, expect a little bit too much from their kids. And it can oftentimes um, lead to depression or uh, anxiety and like being so worried about, um, you know, being scared that like you're, you're not, you're not good enough. Like you're not doing, um, the best that you can so I think and, and, and like most times like people like these kids are really trying and um I think they just aren't really recognized for all the things that they are doing well um and they just need to 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 recognize that the parents too and yeah to uh to that point like we've all been saying, and like I was commenting, just uh, piggybacking off what you just said, kids say, oh, well, I have to be perfect. Parents think I have to be perfect. The internet has done all these amazing things. And part of that is making the world smaller. And for the most part, that's a really cool thing. You can talk to people anywhere. You can mm-hmm. get content almost instantly. Uh, but on the flip side of that, it shows, like you're saying, maybe teenagers that they can play several instruments or they're, they're talented in multiple different uh, disciplines and fields. And people see, it and they go, well, why can't I be like that? Or why isn't my kid like this? Which is even worse. Yeah. Um, but what we don't see is that side, like we're saying, all that work that they put into it or that because we've made the world smaller, sometimes there are people that they put in the work, but they are also just exceptional. Yeah. And that stuff comes easier to them. And for us, we see that. And that's like, it seems like it's, it's more common than it really is to find people that can do that kind of, that can do those things. And we're like, well, yeah. It's everywhere all over the internet. Well, that's because, like I said, the world has gotten smaller. So we're seeing more and more of those people because it's cool they can do this stuff and it's popular. So it it catches and it starts to stream and mm-hmm. and that's what goes viral. And then people see it like, well, that's the norm. And that's not the norm. Yeah. Uh, like what you don't see is these kids work every single day trying to do something or, or like like they put so many hours into this one thing. And then you see you see it on social media like, oh. I want to do that, you know? And then once you start trying, it's really hard and it like, it's really discouraging. Um, I've experienced that so many times, as you guys know, I go through these phases where I like try to learn something like every other month or something. And um, I get really into it and it's, it's hard, you know, like you see the, you see the best side, but you, what you don't see is the hours that people are putting into this stuff that, that really makes up for the talent. So. Oh, absolutely. And, um, just to share, Brock mentioned that he's a teacher, and he is a teacher for, for high school. He's in eighth grade. 
And so he is able to really see a lot of the, the turning points that uh, little kids experience as they go into their teenage years. And we just recently went to a graduation and we were just talking and saying that, you know what, all of these kids are like 17, 18, and they're leaving high school and adults and, and fellow peers are completely expecting them to have their lives together and where they want seen to go to college and what kind of degree that they want, what kind of field they want to be in, etc. And Brock and I are just saying that they're not even a quarter way through their life. They are just still little bitty babies who haven't really experienced the life and life skills that they need to be able to feel fully confident in what they're about to go through. And I think that that's why a lot of adults go through depression because so much of it was about them and all these extracurricular activities and sports and friends and family, you know, generally. And then they're kind of left with their own devices once they get into college. And I think that it can be really discouraging for them and they lose their, their path. And then they're like, well, this is really what I want to do. And some of them sadly give up when they, or they lose themselves and just say, well, this is what my family or friends have done around me. So I might as well just follow suit and make sure that they don't see that I'm struggling. Yeah. That's rough. I think that all of us should be kids five years longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like one through 10, we're just still like, little bitty babies and then 15 or 16 is whenever we go into like we should be done with high school by like 2021 yeah well the in the age group honestly it could be from 15 to 25 is hey the now's where we're going to start at 15 really teaching you how to be adults and we have to go through all that because we hit most people don't really get considered to be adults until they're around 17 some people 16 but when they're 16, they can drive. So it's kind of the first big step. Mm -hmm. So we say, congratulations, you are an adult now at 16. Which you're 17, so 18. And within, you know, two to three years now we're saying, hey, pick what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Now we try yeah. to start earlier when they're in middle school or, but, but no one really know. knows because a lot of them. Like 25 different <clears throat> occupations. Right. Well, a lot of them haven't even <laughs> come across the potential job fields that are out there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people honestly just are not mature enough to see that or to recognize when they're given a lifeline or they're given an opportunity until a little bit later, like, oh, I wish I could have done more on that, but now I've got school loans I have to pay off because I rushed into this. And they're, they're hampered. They're unable to go in and pursue those things that they would have actually really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. That might've led to a really fruitful career and something that they could have done a lot of good with. Um, so yeah, we, like we were saying at the graduation, some of them have got, got, uh, you know, they're on the ball and they've got their minds set on their goals and where they want to go. But that's maybe 5% that truly do that. The rest of them mm -hmm. are going to go to college and they're going to switch majors at least once. Yeah. You switched your major three times? Twice. Twice. Yep. Yeah. Switched up twice. Um, yeah. So there's, you go into college and then suddenly you're doing all this you're like, oh, this is great. But unless you were doing really well in high school when you're in college you're figuring things out but you're also paying for it right where that's the problem is well we're letting them figure things out and do this but they're paying so they're wasting time and, and money wasting, yeah, yeah resources are being uh <clears throat> kind of misused yeah i think that in between year between graduating from high school and going into college is really important i know that you wish that you could have had that opportunity as well i would have taken two or three years out 
too it's been a while yeah just been able to to work and be able to save up so that you don't have to rely so much on student loans and just really be able to to experience life outside of your parents and in high school and seeing what really matters to you i think it's really important to travel during that time uh, for my graduation present we would my sister, brother, two of my sisters and my brother, we all went down to the Appalachian Mountains for two weeks and we hiked. And that was the best ever. And we're just really able to figure out what we really wanted. Yeah. I think it's great. Back to Ben. We haven't heard from Ben in a while. <laughs> I know. Ben, you're 17. Ben's just been quietly um, like, yeah. I Yeah, I agree with everything you guys are talking about. Um, I'm certainly in the stage where I'm trying to, like, figure out what it is that I love um, and what it is that like I have a passion about so I can, you know, perhaps go into the work field for it and, you know, find a career in that. And, you know, that's such a big decision for a 17 year old. And there's so many others <clears throat> just like me who are doing the exact same thing and I have to make the same decision. Mm-hmm. And um, I personally, I, I have like a couple ideas, but really, I don't know, you know, like that's, that's just, a monumental decision that you have to make to figure out what you want to do for your career. Yeah. And which I don't, I don't think that like you only get one chance to pick. I think you can do something for a while, but like that doesn't mean you can't change. Like right. if you want to do something, you get one life. So if you want to do something, then do it, you know, like you might have to like live in a super crappy apartment for a while, but like, if it's if you're doing what you love what you love then I think it's worth it mm-hmm. um, until you get things picked up and of course you can change again and again um, so yeah I think I think careers can can change um, definitely but, there's but, just a higher price to pay and like the older that you get because you have more responsibilities and Brock mentioned student loans and so you wanna <clears throat> you wanna be able to play it smart too yeah you well, know and that's that's part of the discussion is with student loans and like I said I would have taken two to three years because you go out, you experience things, you work, and some people might not go to, back to school. Which is okay. But a lot of people are doing that more often. Yeah. A lot of people are going right into the workforce. That means that they're coming out without loans. Some people get put into school and now they have loans to pay back and they end up just going into the workforce and getting certified on the job anyway. Or that but now they have loans to deal with. Or that the company itself will like pay for it and invest in it. Yeah. Whereas if we were telling people, hey, in between high school and college, it's if it became the norm to take those, you know, we'll say two years. People are going out, they're experiencing things, they're working. And if they decide, I really, I want to go to school. Can you imagine? I mean, they're, they've actually had that experience of this is my money and look how quickly it can go. If I'm not careful, if I bought, I bought too many Pokemon cards and I, didn't, I couldn't pay rent <laughs> and then I got hit with the late fee and then that got worse. So yeah, we see that effect as people actually go to college or as they right as they get out of college and they're like, I would have made such better decisions because now they have real world experience. Exactly. Yeah. But if they had two years to do that before they went to school, some, like we said, might not go to, to college. And that's fine. There are different tracks to be in careers. Mm-hmm. But then those that do go back would make so much more of their time there. Good decisions. Yeah, they would say, well, I, heck, I have to do it like this and I must do it like this. And they would have had two years to maybe save up and actually make some money without having a lot of debt as long as they didn't go like credit card crazy. Well, I think that it would be important to be able to have the full evolution of you becoming from a teenager to an adult because I think that there's a lot of 
a lot of pride as you're going through and experiencing, you know, those those hormones whenever you're at a young age and you're kind of at a peak whenever you graduate from high school because people are telling you that you're an adult and you're like, yeah, I can take over the world and I can do whatever I want with no consequence. <coughs> and I think if that were to immediately be thrown into to college and then to workforce, I mean, we see a lot of people with a sense of entitlement because of the way that they have been treated previously. And so I think that that also can be dangerous and can turn into a toxic environment if they're not able to have some real world experience and being able to say, hey, I need to take full accountability for my actions and take care of myself and to not rely on other people. I think that it would make for a much better place. You're here, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'll gosh, rump. has it almost been 30 I'll minutes? Rump. Yeah, almost 30 minutes. Don't I quit at 30 See, for us, it's gone by so fast, but people listening would be like, Finally. Minutes, wasted <laughs> Over. When are they going to stop talking? Oh, my gosh. They're <laughs> random everywhere. Okay, speed around. Brock, what's your favorite Pringle? My favorite Pringle? Mm-hmm. Mm, come back to me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm going to go with pizza. Pizza is, you know, it's just so good. And pizza is really good. Uh, the original flavor is like, it's a close second. Mm-hmm. Dill pickle. Buffalo ranch. Buffalo ranch is good. Have I had that one? I don't think uh, I have. Oh, well, we might be going to the store. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't leave you for a month without you trying that for the summer, Ben. True. Although I will be meeting you in Utah. I know. It's a couple of days. You guys are gonna have a way better ride than we are. We're driving a whole twenty-four <laughs> hours and you're like, I'll be there in eight. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have lunchables. I mean, come on, they're gonna have peanuts. Uh, peanuts live and live. <laughs> lunchables and thousands of miles. <laughs> Remember when we get up in Cal or to Colorado because of the difference in air pressure, they we start have to be careful because they, they start to inflate because there's less atmospheric pressure pushing down. All right. Well, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, if anyone is listening, <laughs> whether that be I can hear all you guys the press mind. play, <laughs> like you guys have to listen to this press play. Thanks for listening. I forced you. <laughs> yeah, whether it be our family or, or some random person, um, we love you and we respect you. We hope you guys have a wonderful day. Do you guys have anything else to say? I can get like really Buddha on everybody and saying like, I hope that you have a wonderful day. But if you're not, it's okay. I like that. Channel yeah. through your emotions. Listen to more of our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> At Cool With. We will Anchor. be sure to sympathize. And if you are having a bad day, remember, nothing will cure the day of the blues like oodles of noodles from me to you. And we're out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>